Ben, early morning show. I'm Austin Bechtold with you. After LSU absolutely demolished Florida in the College World Series, and one reason why they were there and one reason why they won the game are the top two candidates to go to the Pittsburgh Pirates at the top of the Major League Baseball draft here in just a couple of weeks. The final 18-4. to four. LSU improved to 25, 20, 54 and 17 overall. Florida with the exact same record as well. And it was just domination after Wyatt Langford hit a two-run home run for Florida. Somebody who could be in contention even for the number one spot to the Bucks, depending on money situations with the top two picks from LSU. So after Langford's home run, though, LSU outscored Florida 18-2. to Six runs in the second, four in the fourth, one in the seventh, three in the eighth, four in the ninth. It was over once the fourth inning was over. And the score 10-2. It was over after the second inning. Dylan Cruz went four for six, walked, drove in a run, scored three times. He improved his batting average to 426 on the season. 426 in 71 games. Cruz walked 71 times and struck out 46. He stole a couple bases, got on base at a 567 clip and slugged 713 for the national champion Tigers. 18 home runs, which was not his career high. Career high of 22 last year for LSU in nine fewer games. Also drove in 72 last year. He drove in 70 this year. But his walk rate was up. His doubles were up from last year. He had a triple in his second to last at-bat. Singled in his final at-bat. Tripled in the eighth. Singled in the ninth. And he scored 100 total runs on this season. LSU had two players to finish the year with 100 total runs. And then there's Paul Skeens. Played at Air Force for two seasons. Transferred to LSU to be a part of this contending team that ended up winning it all. In 122 and two-thirds innings, Skeens, a 169 ERA, one of the best in all of college baseball, one of the best pitching seasons and pitching performances on numerous occasions in the College World Series of any player in LSU history. 12-2 and two overall in 19 starts, two complete games. He allowed 72 hits. He struck out 209 and 122 and two-thirds. He walked 20. That's it. 23 earned runs. He allowed seven home runs. Had eight wild pitches. And just complete and utter domination for Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz. And it brings up a big-time question on who the Pirates will select number one overall. Is Wyatt Langford truly an option? The outfielder from Florida who had a good year, hit 370, has some pop in his bat from the right side. Probably not. It's likely going to be one of the two guys from LSU. Well, it has started to narrow down potentially even more due to one of the two voluntarily taking his name out of the running. Dylan Cruz potentially does not want to play for the Pittsburgh Pirates. According to ESPN's 
new mock draft. Dylan Cruz was there, but now Paul Skeens, due to potential negotiation plays from the Cruz camp. So the industry buzz around baseball and draft circuits from ESPN, there's a belief that from those plugged into the Pirates pick, the Cruz camp will not be willing to take whatever is offered at the first pick. And some describe it as, quote, not interested. But others saying that it's, quote, maybe just a negotiation play. There's speculation on how to take it from just indications and how everything might be. But McDaniel, the author for ESPN, discussed how he's been hearing since February, February, right around the start of the college baseball season, that the Pirates have been aggressively looking into non-Cruz options. Cruz has been the consensus number one pick since the conclusion of last season, since the middle of last season for this upcoming draft, that once the Pirates knew that they won the draft lottery, he was penciled in, not written in pen, maybe erasable pen, if they still make those, that he was likely going to be the top choice. Especially with the Pirates continuing to falter offensively. They had scored no runs. They scored no runs in the 2 to nothing defeat on Sunday. And offense was a struggle against every starting pitcher that the Pirates faced. I don't know if they scored a run off of a starter. Maybe one or two in Miami. It was mostly the 7th, 8th, ninth where the Pirates were getting runs. Even one in the 10th in the game that they lost on Saturday in extra innings in the 11th. After David Bednar was not able to conclude, able to get the save and Angel Perdomo ended it on the mound in the bottom half of the 11th. Well, the Pirates are looking into other prospects. Even though Cruz was the consensus best prospect, the Pirates have been continuing to look into guys. And it's smart to be able to do so, just to be able to keep your options open and do your due diligence. But Cruz, at this point, would cost full slot or likely over slot. The Pirates believe this, according to ESPN, but there's still a case to be made that the Pirates might do what they did with Henry Davis, sign him under slot instead of going with shortstops Marcelo Meyer or Jordan Lawler, who were good high school players, but go with the talented Henry Davis, who made his debut a week ago yesterday, and play it out with a college bat who will be able to fast-track his way to the major leagues like Davis did. So just for reference... This year's slots are higher than last year. $9.72 million at pick number one is the bonus slot for the top pick. Last year at number one, it was $8.84 million when the Orioles drafted Jackson Holiday. They gave him $8.19 million. Drew Jones, the second pick, was also not that far behind. Jack Leiter, when he went second behind Henry Davis, it was either Jack Leiter, Henry Davis, Kumar Rocker, who kind of fell into bad fortune and now in Texas had another injury complication that came up. Leiter got $7.9 million. Torkelson, the year before in 2020, to the Tigers got $8.42 million. Adley Rutschman in 2019, $8.1. If the Pirates pass on Cruz and decide to take Paul Skeens, who the Pirates could be leaning towards due to his breakout fantastic season he was a two-way player before deciding to focus heavily on pitching this year hone in his craft on the mound knowing that he could be a consensus top five pick now top three pick now potentially the number one pick so it's fascinating to see what the pirates might do they could just sign draft crews see what happens the number one overall pick is not going to 
balk at an offer where the Pirates will probably still offer him more than what Jackson Holiday got last year, especially as a college bat. But it bodes the question, would you rather have somebody who plays every day or a pitcher who can dominate on the mound and be able to give you maybe seven innings on a consistent basis, pitch 200 innings, and make consistent all-star teams and be the anchor of your rotation? You can have a star center fielder who is also represented by Scott Boris, which is never in the likings of anybody in small markets and just baseball economics in general, where Scott Boris clients do not sign long-term extensions with small market clubs rarely at all, and they play it out and go to free agency on almost every occasion. Or the Pirates could go with Paul Skeens, see how he can anchor the rotation, and just see what happens. It's very, very compelling. I think the Pirates at this point go with Skeens. They need an anchor in the rotation to go alongside Mitch Keller. If you draft Paul Skeens, who I do have some concerns about, his first season at Air Force, he did not start a game. He pitched 48 innings in relief, and he he pitched 52 innings for Air Force last year, 15 starts on the year. In 85 and two-thirds innings, he allowed 70 hits, 26 earned runs, struck out 96. But this was the breakout campaign. I don't think he's a one-hit wonder for one season with LSU, but when you strike out 209 over 122 and two-thirds, and the previous season you only struck out 11 more batters than full innings pitched, maybe you should have a little bit of concern. But there's a lot more time now that the college baseball season has wrapped up to continue to discuss it. Stats won't be changing. Performances are done, locked in, in the books. And the Pirates, at 1-1, have a compelling fascination on their hands where one player might not want to be here and the second Paul Skeens could be in potentially even a year. If the Pirates were in contention for the NL Central and truly in contention for the NL Central, like five games over 500 or where Milwaukee is even at this point, could you even see him in September? Probably not, but it's an interesting comparison to be able to make. Interesting topic to be able to broach. But right now, it's likely that the Pirates... We'll continue to look at Cruz and Skeens. And ultimately, just with everything surrounding Cruz, it kind of puts a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth. Or do you just pick the best player available, play him for seven years with his service time, and then he leaves in free agency and you see what happens. If he becomes an ultimate star, that's what's going to happen. But for the Pirates, lots of questions on the Major League team and still a couple. In terms of the Major League Baseball draft, which is just a couple weeks away. I'm Austin Bechtel on the Fan Early Morning Show. Coming up, Crystal Tang was honored with a prestigious award honoring his courage and dedication to hockey. We'll tell you about it coming up next here on the Fan Early Morning Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan.